everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck. It's a social spotlight Thursday, and it's an interview with Kenny Walls today. He's our guest for the social spotlight. Very happy to be talking to Kenny because if you've pretty much been on Twitter at all in the social media era, you've seen Kenny's tweets somehow or another. They are everywhere. Um, a lot of times uh, he's constantly tweeting um, funny things, opinionated things, his perspective. And in addition to being a Fox Sports analyst, he's overall one of uh, the great characters really in NASCAR. I also really like Kenny because I feel like he has a gift with people. Um, we've been at the same events a few times over the years. One was uh, just earlier this year at Daytona. And uh, it was at Bass Pro Shops. I went and did, I was part of this PRN show they were recording there, and he was a guest on the show too. And most of the people there in the audience were there like strictly to see him because they knew he was coming. And he walked over and just was like, I mean, it, it was the same thing as you would see people being at their like family reunion or something. Um, I mean, he's just so open with people and, and just generous with his time and, um, I just really admire that. I know Kenny Wallace can be a lot for people on Twitter. You know, they're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't take Kenny Wallace. He's tweeted more than 100,000 times and all this stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I really think that he's uh, he's sort of a treasure in some ways. And it was fun to talk to him for the social spotlight and pick his brain a little bit about what makes him tick. Okay, I'm here with Kenny Wallace, who... I spent some time with in the 2010 Social Media Motorsports Conference in Charlotte. Do you remember this? There was a, a conference. Uh, it was like a seminar. They were, social media was first starting to come in. It was like at the Westin in Charlotte. They had us all there. Do you remember this at all? I don't remember it, but I do know at that time everybody was figuring out what to do with it. You know, I think at that time people realized it was more than a game at the time. Yeah. So there was, you spoke, I spoke about how to use Twitter. It was like initially, like there was some race teams there and they're like, well, what is this Twitter thing? What is Facebook? All this stuff. What I specifically remember talking with you about uh, was I told you that when I laugh at the end of a tweet, it kind of, and you wrote it, you, you said it negates it. In other words, you know, if I'm going to say something, you know, uh, with a little tongue in cheek, you know, people can take anything wrong, you know, because you can't invoice, you can't inject, you know, your voice. So when I put LOL nowadays with us, you know, a laughing face, it means just don't don't take it real serious. Well, the reason I bring this up is because I feel like you you were on Twitter before I was. I'm pretty sure you were one of the first people in NASCAR to really understand social media um, understand how to use your Facebook page, your Twitter page. You've always been so into it. Why did you embrace it early on? How, what did you see in it that made you feel like you need to be part of that? Well, this is incredibly true. It, it had nothing to do about me, with me. What happened was I had a gentleman that was running my uh, KennyWallace.com, and I thought it was boring. And I said to him, we need to put video on KennyWallace.com. And he said, he said to me, it's too expensive so then all of a sudden he said, let's go to Facebook and you can do videos just free there. And then I remember saying, Facebook is for children. And he was appalled. He says, no, it's not. So fast forward, uh, you know, my career was kind of 
you know, not going real good. And I was driving the uh, U.S. Border Patrol car for Jay Robinson. Well, they said, you're going to have to start and park in Montreal, Canada, because U.S. Border Patrol is not going to be a sponsor there. Made sense. And I remember being appalled. First of all, I want to say this. We all do what we have to do. And I'm no better than anybody, but I do not start and park. Uh, maybe it's just because of, you know, my, my father and my family being so competitive. And I wasn't broke, but I was not going to start and park. So I called NASCAR up, and we had this idea to create a fan car. So NASCAR said, you could get away with it, Kenny Wallace. I remember them saying that. So then that's how it started. It was everybody can put their name on our car that we raced in the first Xfinity race in Montreal, Canada. We raised an enormous amount of money, and everybody had their, some 7,000 people's name was on the car, and I wrote Jay Robinson a check, and that is the way that I got it out, was on Facebook, and then that's when I went, wow. Okay, then it became entertainment, and that's how it started with me. So you are very entertaining on uh, all social media. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> there's been times where you maybe put out something and you were like, oh my gosh, did I go too far with this? Uh, because you you are, you are not afraid from what I can tell. What? How do you tell, uh, is it your family's reaction, your wife, or like how do you know what's when you go too far on social media? Well, I think when I, when I look back, there's things that I'm embarrassed of. You know, for some reason in my early days, I would, you know, well, I still listen to Howard Stern. And people just had this fascination with going to the bathroom. So I thought, well, I'll try this. I'm not going to copy Howard, but people just. So I was taking pictures of myself around porta potties, in porta potties. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. And, and pe- I mean, it had the most retweets, it had the most t- tweets. And, and we were, we've been talking about it lately. Am I, am I embarrassed about that nowadays? I'm, a, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. But we all have this fascination with uh, bathrooms. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd do that over again. Of course, I did something a little bit about pooping, to, you know, today, which was a little lighthearted. But, you know, I, I really do, I get something ready to go. I read it and read it, and I go, no. Oh, my God, I, I, I have deleted so many things. You know, one, I can promise you right now, the hardest thing for me to do is not involve myself in this uh, this political uh, viewpoint we have right now, you know, because I'm a, I'm a Republican and I have so much to say, but I just know you can't win. And, and then it becomes no fun. And uh, that is when I think I've gone too far nowadays. That That's, you know, and, and, and I don't like to hurt. As For some reason, I, I like to crack a joke. Uh, I said something the other day that I did delete. Somebody said that uh, Thames with Milwaukee in Major League Baseball has 11 home runs. And what do other players think of that? And I sarcastically tweeted, ask Braun, which Braun got caught with, you know, PEDs, you know, steroids. And a fan said, come on, Kenny, can't a guy just have a good start this season? And I thought, yeah, that was mean of me. But I did put the laughing face behind it. But I went back and I deleted the tweet. You know, uh, it just came to my mind right away. So it is natural for me to be conversational, 
tweet because I'm bored at an airport. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like going too far. You talked about um, some of the blowback that you might get sometimes, you know, political tweets, whatever. Um, how do you handle people who say something mean? Because you're a very positive person from everything I've been able to tell over the years. Do you do you block just block them or do you ignore people? How do you handle it if somebody's like coming at you? You know what I mean? That's a great question because I've had to teach myself and I'm like anybody else. I've got my feelings hurt. I've been roughed up. I've been I felt like it's been, you know, 300,000 people against me. Uh, but I'm tough. So I, I never say why me. And I'm really into therapy. Uh, I mean, I don't take therapy, but I tease some really good friends of mine that are very mature and are good to me. Uh, so what I did is when people would rough me up, I would turn it around and I would kind of uh, play a game with them. I would say, you know, wow, what happened in your childhood to make you so negative? I, I really feel sorry for you. And I, and I would never argue with them. And so I would always use, you know, the childhood thing. That always seemed to work. You know, go back to why they are so mean. Then all of a sudden, I thought, well, this is silly. Don't even respond. Uh, so I literally started uh, this, this one deal I had. I said, okay, you can say, hey, Kenny Wallace, you were no good as a race car driver. And I would say, well, you know, at least I tried. Or I would say, uh, I didn't accomplish what I wanted, but I made a lot of money doing it. That would be a little bit of a sarcastic innuendo. So all of a sudden, I said, okay, you can debate with me. You can rough me up. But as soon as you say, you know, you, as soon as you cuss me out, Kenny Wallace, I mean, if you go really hardcore, I, I block people. And I'll tell you, I probably blocked 100 people. I, I would say that. And uh, it really silenced the noise. Well, it's interesting because... You know, you want to be interactive with people. You want to be fan friendly. You want to be approachable, all that stuff. But when somebody is like ruining your day with their tweets, which they, they forget that everybody on the other side of it is still human. You still have feelings. You can't just say, whatever, that doesn't mean anything to me. If somebody says something, it, it can get to you. So you can actually make it more fun for yourself by eliminating seeing these tweets in some ways, you know? here Here's what I learned about uh, years ago. A dear friend of mine, myself and Felix Sabatis, got in a knockdown drag out over something I said, uh, you know, about Chip Ganassi racing. I, I simply said they, they weren't a, a top 10 team, you know, a long time ago. I said, you know, Kyle Larson's goal should be to run in the top 20. Well, Felix got really mad at me, and he attacked me, and we talked to each other, and, I mean, we were about in tears hugging each other. And, and so here's what I say about tweeting. I can start at first in the points. In any series, I could start with Kyle Larson, and I could go to the 40th place driver, and I could say negative, mean stuff about them, and it be true. But that's not right. So my point is, you can take uh, a four-time champion, Jeff Gordon, and I got, I've got enough on him, and so do you, where I can really hurt his feelings. Just because he's won 90-something races, it's still, you know, he, he everybody's still got... You know, they can be hurt, uh, and, and they've all got secrets, and I know them. So I said to myself, isn't that something? I could actually, if I wanted to, I could hurt anybody. Anybody that's really good, I could hurt Jimmy Johnson. Just because you're good at any type of sport doesn't mean you're, you're perfect. And once you realize that, and then you see Jimmy Johnson get roughed up, it's like, 
you know, Jeff Gluck, you or I, we could get roughed up. Well, hell, they rough up a seven-time champion more than they do us. So that's when you really start to scope it, bring it in a scope. If, if they can rough up anybody, then that's when, you know, everybody's free game. And then it's just not right. I have to brag on you for a second here, Kenny, because um, I think part of your social media success, in my view, is it's an extension of your personality in that when I see you with people, you're very warm, you're very approachable. You know, you somebody will come up to you and say, hey, Kenny, I'm a big fan of yours. You'll put your arm around them. You'll make like you're you've been friends for a long time. Um, I, I feel like I want to be more like that in some ways. I, I need to be warmer with people. And, and I guess my question is, how do you open yourself up to people you've maybe never met or, you know, you don't have any, you don't even know what their motives are necessarily, but you are willing to embrace them. How, how do you do that? Well, when I look back on my childhood now, what I'm telling you now, I had to learn about myself. So my mother, Judy says, Kenny, you're an old soul. And I'm like, what is that mom? She says, well, you've been here before. So, I mean, if you, if you, if you, now I am laughing a little bit about it, but if you believe in reincarnation and God knows we all have dreams, uh, when we go to bed that, you know, it, it's kind of voodoo. It's like, gosh, I think I've done this before. So with that being said, uh, I was in school and, uh, I was always squeaking my chair. I was seeking attention with the teachers so I was, I was always in trouble, and they sent me to a therapist. And the therapist said uh, he has a sibling rivalry with his brothers. Kenny is reaching out for attention. He's, he's competing with Rusty Wallace and Mike Wallace. Well, that's untrue I mean, because I know myself. What I can tell you I've learned about myself is for some reason, if there's tension or people are arguing, I don't like it. Now, I am a leader, I am a leader, and I'm a boss, but I don't believe in roughing people up. Now, I believe in organization and having big, nice meetings, but I don't believe you got to be a total prick. So, I was born a lover, and I mean that, uh, and because, uh, you know, I've read some things by Steven Tyler, the lead singer for Aerosmith. I seen Steven Tyler give the biggest obese lady the biggest hug and just embrace her when most people would go, oh my God, you're too big, you know, you're nasty. And and my mother always said, Boy, Kenny, you are always good to little old ladies. And it just it just taught me that, you know, you know, you just can't hug good looking ladies. <laughs> Everybody needs love. Right. So you know, Jeff, I kind of compiled all that, and I'm like, you know, everybody needs love. You know, my brother Rusty, he's won 50-something races, and he and he flat looked at me one day and said, uh, he said, oh, he, he was mad at me. He says, okay, Kenny, you win the Everybody Likes Me Award. And I looked at him, and it crushed me. My brother Rusty was jealous of me that everybody liked me. So, you know, but I'm jealous of Rusty, not in, not really in real jealous. I mean, I'd love to have one cup win. But here I ain't never won a cup race, and he wants what I have. And, I'm, and Jeff Gordon said to me, God, I wish I could laugh like you, Kenny. And he was serious. And I, and, I, and I take these great drivers, and then I had to learn, oh, my God, all they're really good at is driving a car around in circles really fast. Yeah. 
and, and, and you know, you just really, I started learning that what is wrong with us? So somebody can hit a baseball real far and what now he can solve world peace. So, uh, I just know that everybody needs to love everybody and nobody's really better than anybody. And, and if you're really good at something, I really respect you and I admire you for it, but it doesn't mean you're a good person. Well, and that's important. And I think that that can come through on social media and make a difference because there's so much negativity out there. Oh. It's terrible. And if you can sort of cut through that and spread a positive message, make people feel good, um, you know, show that there's a there's a different way, you know, you know, you put aside the angry people and all this stuff and try to have fun with it. I think that's that seems to be sort of the key to enjoying social media. I feel like you maybe more than anybody that I see out there has sort of captured that. Is that, I don't know if that's fair to say or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I take my chances, you know, uh, this has nothing to do with you. Uh, and I want to make sure that you don't get in trouble for what I'm going to say, but you know, Jenna Fryer is a very strong willed lady. And I, and I recognize that and I've known that for years, but you know, she got roughed up by one of the world's greatest race car drivers, Mario Andretti. And it almost appalled me. And, uh, you know, Mario went at her and everybody started going at her. Uh, but, you know, when we put ourselves out there uh, and I, I already knew what she was going, what she was going through. And, you know, I said, you know, it's amazing. Sometimes the media will eat their own. And what I mean by that is we're, we're in a new environment uh, where it, it, it's insane. You know, either either people are too sensitive or they're too harsh. And uh, I mean, listen, I got a lot of bad things to say, but there's no way I would say them because they're too hurtful. And uh, and it goes back to what I said. If if you want, I can go right down the line. It's, it's like the movie where the man goes around the table and literally makes fun of everybody. You know, it's like, oh, my God, you know, so, you know, but social network is is brutal and it's great and it's bad. Finally, uh, before we let you go, um, what advice would you give to younger drivers who are trying to navigate this world? Um, you know, right now, the sport's in need of people to show personality like like I think you've shown throughout your career. How how would you tell them to, to do that? I would tell them that I understand that they want their privacy and I understand that they're quiet. Being quiet is not a cool new thing. Me and Ryan Blaney had a, a conversation about this. Uh, Ryan Blaney said he wanted to send the message that he's very serious when we know he's not. He's funny and he's very dry. You know, he's very, he's wit. He's got a lot of good wit. Not dry wit, but he's funny. And I said, why are you walking around the garage you're all serious? He goes, well, I, I want to send the message that I'm serious. But then you look at Clint Boyer, who runs second, wins races, and just is crazy as me. Uh, and he can get away with it because he runs good. I would tell all race car drivers coming up now today, be yourself. Uh, you know, if you're waiting for an airplane or you're somewhere eating lunch and, and you just got moments that you're just bored, you know, get on social network. I mean, I'm on social network all the time because I truly am bored that much. I mean, I'm waiting for an airplane. I'm drinking coffee. Uh, yeah, so as hyper as I am in as many places as I go, when you travel as much as we do and you do, it could appear we're busy, but we're not. We're not that busy. We're just traveling. Get on your phone and create entertainment. It makes me laugh. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you. And I admire you. I really do. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure that before we're done that, uh, uh, you know, you took a chance, you quit your job, you've gone out on your own, and that's an American dream. And it, it's very hard to do. It was very scary for me to, to watch you do it. But you're my hero. And I, I wished more of us could do that. You know, that's kind of what America was built on. So good job. Keep digging. Thank you very much. And the feeling is very mutual. Uh, like I said, I wish I could be more like you a lot of times. So uh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So obviously very nice of Kenny to say that. I really appreciate him being so supportive. I actually had a woman tell me uh, on Twitter recently, I never heard of you until Kenny Wall started tweeting about how you went out on your own. So obviously um, I, I appreciate that. And it's gotten me some followers on Twitter as well. Maybe even some patrons. I'm not sure if it's connected or not, but um, I don't have any shout outs this week. I think I'm all caught up for this episode, but if you are interested in becoming a patron of the podcast or my website, that's how I um, get to the track and live and eat right now. So <laughs> um, you could go to patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck, and you could learn more about the benefits of becoming a patron. So, wow, I'm heading to Talladega this afternoon. That's going to be pretty exciting, obviously. There's a, there's a lot to look forward to there. I think the stage racing um, was interesting to watch at Daytona, and, and it will certainly spice up a long Talladega race as well, break it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, a lot to talk about with the Joey Logano encumbered penalty. Yeah, there's just a, a lot going on this weekend, and, and of course we'll have a post-race podcast I'm hoping to be joined by Alan Kavana of Fox Sports after the um, Talladega race, but not sure, you know, things can get crazy there. So not sure if uh, that will come to be, but that's the plan anyway. So uh, until then, have a great week and we'll talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. <laughs>